today's best, tomorrow's brightest. That's been the slogan of Rise since day one. We are here to develop a worldwide pipeline of talent for all of professional wrestling. And you get to hear a lot more about those talents right here, however you're listening to this right now. This is your chance to laugh. This is your chance to learn. And this is Talent on the Rise. Hey, 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 welcome everybody. Welcome back. Hopefully it's welcome back if you've subscribed to our feeds on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Welcome to another episode of Talent on the Rise. My name is Kevin. I'm the guy behind Rise. I'm a guy who likes wrestling. I'm a guy who's trying to do whatever we can through Rise to develop tomorrow's wrestling attractions. Sometimes we're going to do that by developing the talent themselves. Sometimes we're going to do that by giving a talent story to you, the listener. In any case, I hope you're entertained. If you are entertained, I hope that you subscribe. I hope that you like the feed. I hope that maybe you leave a review for those that do give the options for reviews. All these things, all these activities in the feeds, it ultimately just helps get more eyes on the podcast. It's kind of like a Facebook post. You ever wonder why sometimes you see this post that you have no idea what the heck it is or on Twitter where you're like, I don't even know who this person is. Why am I seeing it? Somebody else liked it. Well, that, that's kind of what this does, is all those interactions as people are on their various audio sources, all five of those sources that we use, it just helps get their eyes on it, and hopefully that helps get their ears on it too. If you are a regular listener of this show, you know we like to do the business up front just to get it out of the way and done. Ways you can support Rise include ProWrestlingTees.com. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Kevin Harvey gives you all the Rise wares. It also gives you a shirt from our sister podcast, Retails. Retails comes back this week, by the way, for those who listen to that show too. We've got some really fun shirts on there from our entire history. We've got our newer shirts like the Pride variant. The Pride variant of the Rise logo, 100% of those proceeds we donate to Center on Halstead in Chicago. So check out the selection, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Kevin Harvey. And the number one way to support Rise is a subscription to RiseAscent.com, only $2.99 per month. That gets you access to our entire library of events through the website or through our apps on iOS and Android. We've been talking the last couple weeks about the iOS app. Not uh, You can't subscribe through there, but if you subscribe at Rise Ascent, you can use the same account to sign into either of the apps. So that's a great workaround there. Also something worth noting, I've heard from a couple folks, we lowered the price to $2.99. I've heard a couple folks renewals still went through at the former price of $4.99. Working through how we're going to get that fixed, quite honestly, it's a button I can't push, so I've got to partner with a vendor to do it. So if you got charged, we're going to figure out, was that correct? Does it change next month? We're going to get the answer for those subscribers about that. But for new subscribers, most definitely $2.99. For those who are renewing, we're working on getting a fix to that issue. And if you like our podcast content, we do have a Patreon, but it's very specific to the podcast, more so for that sister podcast, Retails. Patreon.com forward slash Retails Podcast. That's R-E-T-A-L-E-S Podcast. Three different tiers on there if you want to support. Again, all those tiers specific to Retails, but that's part of the Rise Podcasting Network, so that ultimately helps support the whole shebang. And just like that, the business is done. So what's going on this week for Rise? Well, basically all systems are go. We are full speed ahead to La Escalera, November 1st in Berwyn, Illinois. And before that, we have Early to Rise, a Berwyn adventure, a mini convention with a couple of great matches already announced for that as well. And I'm going to tell you guys, you're going to want to get those tickets to La Escalera because right now, based on Legendary, Legendary is our fastest sellout that we've ever had. It sold out 27 days in advance, I think it was. Right now, La Escalera is ahead of that for ticket sales. Reserved seats are almost gone. Actually, right after I record this, going to post an update to the seating chart for reserved seats to show you what's left. Get to risedtwa.ticketleap.com to get those tickets for La Escalera. Also get those tickets for Early to Rise, a Berwyn adventure. The mini convention is going to be a lot of fun, but with those, those matches, I mean, Tessa Blanchard versus Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez versus Jamie Senegal. We added just a front row of seating because people are going to want to be as close as they can to that action. Those front row seats are also almost gone. General admission to get into Early to Rise is $15. You get into the convention, you can meet and greet all the talent. All the merchandise, autographs, photos, everything once you're inside, that's going to be set by the talents. Then we've also got the meet and greet with Conan. That's going to be kind of fun. $20 for a picture, $20 for an autographed 8x10, or $30 gets you both. Legend of Lucha Libre, a legend of really all of professional wrestling. Conan is going to be with us. 
We're going to do a little bit more shilling. We're going to do a little bit more running down the card for Rise La Escalera. We'll do some more of that on the back end of this podcast. But right now, let's talk about who's on this week. This week, we've got somebody who Jimmy and I talked about a fair amount on episode nine last week. We have young Elena Black, somebody I've known for quite some time now from the Freelance Wrestling Academy, now known as the Sorceress of Sin, plying her trade out there on the independents. And Elena and I talked quite a bit about some of the ideas Jimmy and I talked about last week when we talked about she's doing different stuff. She's throwing things at the wall, seeing what sticks. She's trying to figure it out. And Elena and I go into detail on this. This is Elena's first podcast. She thinks she was nervous as heck. She thinks she was awkward as heck. I don't think she was one bit. I think we had a really fun conversation for a kid doing her first podcast, her first real, I think, wrestling anything media-ish. I think you guys are in for a fun time. I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's throw it over to Johnny to play in the Sorceress of Sin, Elena Black. Wow. Is this your first experience with Johnny firsthand in person? It is. Holy I've never met God. Johnny. Wow. It, it, it's really humbling, isn't it, yeah, to be it in the presence of an in-house band my, just for you? Yeah, my palms are sweating. Like, they usually always are, but like extra. Like extra. <laughs> so, who are you? I am Elena Black. I always ask that, or I always try to say that, even though like I put a bumper on right before Johnny plays it. Elena Black. So, we're in your somewhat birthplace to a degree. My home every day. <laughs> and where are we right now? We are at Pro Wrestling Tees, the Freelance Academy. We are. We are in the warehouse of Pro Wrestling Tees right now. Yes. I can't say the what, but we are surrounded. We're, we're basically, maybe I'll take a picture if I can without spoiling the soup a little. But we, basically, Elaine and I have built a fort out of the contents of this month's Pro Wrestling Crate, which you can sign up for at ProWrestlingCrate.com. We are in the middle of a bundle of surprises. We get <laughs> yeah, no, I. See. And I can tell you that I'm having a hard time not not sneaking one of them for myself. Yeah. Like some of these things in this month's crate. Yeah. Really, really cool stuff. They're like a blanket around us. We aren't we aren't here to talk about that though. We're I, I this is your first podcast, it right? It is my first podcast. I, I feel I don't know, I almost I can't decide if that makes it easier or harder because I can literally ask you anything and it's not a question yeah. that you've asked or been asked a thousand yeah. times before. I'm excited. I'm also nervous because I'm very awkward at talking. So, That's why I had you but, on, yeah. just for awkward talking. But I've known you for a long time now, so it makes it easier. Yeah, and I think that's a good place to start. Now, I know there were a couple of folks who had maybe seen you, uh, I think to the Chicago area wrestling fan, you're, you're brand new, right? Because yeah. you just started wrestling matches in front of ticket buying fans when? In February, March of this year, somewhere? December. Okay, so it was late last yeah. year. Yeah, and I only had one match in December, so I technically pretty much started wow. regularly in January. Gotcha. Yes. And now we're recording this. We're about middle of September. Ballpark, how many matches have you had so far? I've been trying to keep track. I kind of stopped at like 38, but I would say right now that I'm at like maybe late 40s, early 50s. Okay, that's what I was thinking is about 50 because whether – Pretty much every weekend. Whether you're wrestling on a rise show or not, you're you're one of those that uh, I don't know. I jokingly call you my kids. Yeah. Like I keep <laughs> keep track of you whether you're on a rise yeah. show or someplace else. Uh, we've we've talked some we've talked some tea and yeah. done some coaching, life yes, counseling, life advice. <laughs> In fact, just uh, last week, I don't know that we can necessarily go into it on this podcast, but we, yeah. we had to kind of dodge a crisis in yeah, the last we week did. or so. Crisis is dodged. Yep, crisis is dodged. You and your perfect heart. Now. Yeah. <laughs> More to come later. Yeah, on this crisis. That's uh, <laughs> that's some cool stuff that's coming up, but we yeah. we can't get into that one. But where I want to start is even though to to a lot of fans, especially those in the Chicago area, yeah, I, I think they were surprised to see uh, you specifically on the Legendary Show mm. in a pretty featured match that was on yeah. that show. That that was a lot of fun, but. Yeah. It, it, it's not like we just knew who you were at Rise that day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you did the seminar that day, right? Or no? I think you did that one. What was the seminar? I don't even remember. The it's Bryce one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did that one. Yep. Yeah. So you did the seminar, and but you're somebody who, I mean, I first met you, what, spring of 27? When did you start wrestling when the school was still at the other location? I started training when I was 15 turning 16. So it was like late 2016. Okay, and so you were already a couple months in when I first met you, because the first time I remember meeting you was uh, Shotzi was staying in the Chicago area for a while. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you came with Shotzi. 
yeah, and then that's when I started to kind of get in cahoots with the the gang at Freelance yeah. here. But l- looking at your experience, l- let's talk about Freelance Wrestling Academy. Has it been a good experience for you? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's gotten you to be out there in the wrestling yeah. world, but how's things been for you here? It's been great. It's been a long process because I'm 18 now, and I started training when I was like 16, a lot of bumps on the road. Um, but no, it's great. Uh, Bryce is a very good trainer, and he has always been super like it's like a family there so it's not like no one's ever like like picking on anyone or like doing any of that so it's been like a very like close-knit thing and then like with Isaiah and Kevin Quinn and we've all just kind of been like close which made things easier and uh, a lot more like comforting to come and learn from them yeah so. and I like the the dynamic that we we've kind of built over the last few years because those guys have been working together yeah. for a while and I just sort of I don't know weaseled my way in yeah in the <laughs> spring of 2017 but with Rise, obviously, I'm, I'm trying to help younger talents. It's part of what Rise overall is like designed to yeah. do. But I wanted to do something locally, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you're somebody who I've literally kind of watched grow up yeah, in was, front of me a little baby. bit here. I mean, it's, it's not like you're quite grown up. Yeah. I mean, you're, what, 18 and three I'm, days I'm or something at this now. point? I was, a, I was a newborn. <laughs> you, you can vote and buy cigarettes. Yeah. You're still, but you're still a kid. Yeah. You're in that, that I weird I can't even buy cigarettes now. I mean, not that I smoke, but, like, it's 21 and Is it? now, yeah. You know what? So I, feel I like can I buy lotto that. tickets, which I haven't even done yet. Yeah, I think after this podcast, how about you buy Uncle Kevin yeah. some lotto yeah, tickets? Yeah, I'll go. We'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> my first podcast and my first lotto ticket all I, in one night. I'm game. Are yeah. you game? Yes. That's great. Scra- <laughs> scratch offs or are you going to play the big game? I don't know. What's best? I'm I, new to this. I, I think it's almost like unwritten law that scratch offs are where you've got to start. Okay, I'll start there then. I probably should address, I don't know if it's even going to come up on the podcast or not. We're actually at Freelance Wrestling Training Academy yeah. right now, while training is actually could, going on the other You could probably hear the bumps in the background. <laughs> so you may hear random swearing, bumping, yeah. and a <laughs> lot, lot of ballyhoo going yeah. on here. Lots, lots of loud noises, which is why we have to stop at 10 p.m. Or the Chicago cops will think it's gunshots. Yes, which because it's happened. totally not a gunshot at 7.30 p.m., yeah. but at 10 p.m. it yeah. magically transforms. <laughs> But we also have to be good neighbors. There's yes. some residential around We're right here. next to apartments, very fancy apartments. Now, I feel like I want to ask this question because it's very rare I get to ask this question so close to when it actually happened. Yeah. Walk me through your first match in front of people. Oh, God. I literally felt like I was going to throw up and pee and poo my pants all at the same time, like literally all at once. But, um, and I only did two of those three. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I cried before and after, but luckily my match was with my trainer and people I trained with. So it made it easier. A lot less nerve wracking. You want to know but, something that might make you feel better? Hmm. So it's not like I've, I've never necessarily been known as a wrestler, but especially my first couple of years, I had matches somewhat yeah. regularly at a place I worked with there. Yeah. I did throw up after my first match. I totally was so close. Under the ring. Yeah, nice. <laughs> under that was the almost ring. me. I was like, and I also have asthma. So like just having like a dry mouth and like my heart racing and everything, like in the middle of the match, I was like, I might die here. Like <laughs> where's my inhaler? But I'm alive. But you're, have you seen that slowly start yes. to, to wean off? Second it's, match, it was way better. But that first one was rough. Now that that first match. Now you said it was with your train. Was it? It was Bryce. Yeah, it was Bryce. Uh, and then these two guys I trained with, Pariah and Warbear. They they were on the other team. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. It was me and Pariah against Bryce and Warbear. That's I right. believe. And then I turned heel in my first match. Hey, you turned might as on well, Pariah right? and joined them. My first match. So, <laughs> yeah the way to do it yeah man. that is the way it was to quite the jump it. start it, it, it really is yeah. now i know we've dropped the name a couple of times with bryce uh there's a couple bryces in the in the rise yeah. well this is not talking about referee bryce yeah. rumsberg we are talking about uh some sh- who have been in the chicago market for a long time may know him as bryce benjamin or jesus bryce but that is the bryce to whom we are referring yes he's a sort of a stalwart of the chicago <laughs> wrestling scene and also the uh he does the advanced training for the yeah. freelance wrestling academy mm-hmm. And he's been super instrumental in getting you to where you are yeah, now. Yeah, I started my wrestling career in his team. So, well, I turned on him. Oh, no, I turned on my other partner. Yeah, you joined, joined him, him, right? Joined Wasn't him, yes. that the birth of the following? Yes, it was. The birth of the following, which yeah. is sort of trend. Now, that was at a, a promotion that actually just recently stopped running shows. Yeah. But 
the following is still a thing, kind of a thing. Kind of. Where's that? We're at, at, right we're in now. a weird place right now. We have made our way to freelance. We are currently working on reforming our group. Ah, yes. Yes. So some bumps in the road. We're trying to take things into our hands and control you what dirty, needs to be controlled. You dirty, no good kids. Yes, are. I'm evil and the yeah. worst. You are kind of witchy. So yeah. if you were to give us, if we were to write your trading card right now, okay, okay front side, Elena Black, sweet picture, right? Yeah. Elena Black, you flip that over. What are the like two or three stats or bullet points we might see on the back of that trading card? Hmm. Stats. Let's see. I would say that I turned heel in my first match. Okay. Which. So you can't be trusted. Yeah, I can't be trusted. The Sorceress of Sin, I feel like, is stems from that okay of, so is that literally. a thing i don't know yes. if i necessarily knew i that. just started that okay but i felt like i needed something and then it randomly popped into my head one day and then i sat down and was talking with jimmy and i was like i had this idea tell me if it's stupid or not and he's like i think it's cool so i was like then it's cool so I'm jimmy, gonna do uh, it. jimmy jacobs yes yes good good person to bounce yeah. things off <laughs> yeah i bounce roughly 100 percent of my yeah. ideas off of jimmy jacobs too it's been yes. he's He's a good guy for that because yeah. he, he's one that he won't ever tell you it's shit. Yeah. But the however long he extends his yeah is a good indicator <laughs> yeah, of how shit maybe turn, it is. He's like, mm. But hey, he'll let you know at the end it's not his yeah. show and you do whatever you want. Yeah, and that's what he said. He was like sitting. I remember it was like after my second Rise show, not this past one, the one before that. The Pride show. Yes. Where he, <laughs> you're. Possibly most memorable yes. one one punch or one bump yeah. of your career. I went through the door. In <laughs> yes, you did. How long? How long of what? Thirty seconds. Yeah, Something I, I like don't that. know what the official bell time was, but you yeah. were from the point of the first physical contact in yeah. the match to your elimination was roughly zero point six eight seconds. Yes, <laughs> but no, I it was after the show and I just saw him sitting up there and I was like. I need some Jimmy Jacobs advice. And I walked over and he talked to me for like 40 minutes and it completely changed my mindset on everything. And so I started doing some new stuff after that. I had a new outlook on some things. So I say thank you to Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah, and it's something that Jimmy has been very invested in Rise, both mm. on the show. Day. He's not somebody who just shows up on show yeah. days and, you know, just wrestles a match or yeah. whatever his job is. Like, Jimmy's very involved in Rise. Day. In fact, just today, I mean, we're on a random Monday here. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had to fire him, like, four or five texts today just because some situations are changing, which people will learn about in the fairly near future for Alaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, I'm glad that we were able to ask him because he'd actually, I don't know if he even knew it or not, he was at a freelance show a couple of weeks before the Pride show and yeah. actually saw you do the the full entrance. I forget who the match was with offhand, but he, we definitely saw you in a match, and it was with the – oh, it was a tag match with you and Pariah, I think. Yeah, me, me and Pariah and then uh, two of the students that had their first match. I think yes. it was their first match. Yep. Yeah. And we, the, and we saw you do, show. like, the tarot card thing on the entrance yeah. and stuff. So yeah. what what kind of things did you take away from those conversations with Jimmy? Um, I think I was just, like – because I'm still very, very new and still trying to figure out what I'm doing. And this is like what I'm doing now is kind of like my first idea and the first thing I'm kind of doing. And so it's very up and down with like figuring out if it's going to work, if it's not going to work, like what sticks, what doesn't stick. And I don't know, just like it was only a few months into my career, but I was just feeling like nothing was like really working. And like I would just felt like I didn't feel like content in what I was doing. So I was like, you know what? I feel like he's the perfect person to ask yep. and, and then because like his bread and butter man yeah it really is yeah and that's what i thought too and he like he's one of those people like anything that like comes like out of his mind is like i'm like you're brilliant like i just need to hear like somebody else's point of view on this and i knew he would like know what to say but and then he told me he's like he's like what i say might not even be right he's like you have to do whatever like you feel is right and he's like just see what sticks and see what doesn't stick and then he's telling me how he was jumping Jimmy Jacobs when he was 18 and he's like 15 yeah yeah and he was saying you're 18 and you have so many jumping Jimmy Jacobs ahead of you yep <laughs> yeah. Jimmy jumping Jimmy yeah. uh then he was the big bully yeah was, he, he told was, me how he's a bully yep mm. I had matches with Jimmy Jacobs as both jumping yeah. Jimmy and big bully <laughs> no but yeah but that helped me a lot and I feel like since that conversation I've kind of found some stuff that is kind of working not too sure yet but does it make you feel better knowing i once wrestled as lumberjack flash (laughs) 
what what did that consist of? Uh, mostly terrible wrestling in a purple flannel. Okay. Shirt. That, was, that was really about it. Oh, okay. Now the it was you know what a classic example of like I didn't know what the hell I was doing when I was a kid yeah. either. I really didn't because I was at, at that time I was about your age. Yeah. Like I I broke into wrestling just short of my nineteenth birthday, mm-hmm. so I was a little bit older than yeah. you in terms of actually going out there and doing things in front of people. And it was basically, it was just like an old, well, even though I never necessarily wrestled in a yard, it was basically a backyard character from before I ever had anything Uh to do with wrestling that carried over. And the original idea was it was going to be like the disco lumberjack, like for no reason. (laughs) But it ended up just being like, uh, it didn't make any sense. It was something where I didn't put really any thought into it because I didn't have the perspective. I didn't have people to guide me. And as Jimmy would probably say, a lot of our situations in those early years were kind of blind leading the blind situations mm-hmm. yeah. like, who's the vet in a match with a mostly untrained 18 year old kevin harvey yeah. and a just out of wrestling school 15 year old jimmy jacobs yeah. i feel like what i'm doing now is better than my original idea when i was a child i was going through my wrestling notebook from a while ago just like dying laughing because some of the ideas i had i <laughs> like i wish i could just go back in time and be like if only you knew but my first idea well, one of many. I was going to carry a kendo stick to the ring every match, and that was my gimmick. I was just going to carry the kendo stick and never use it until one day <laughs> I snapped and used it. And okay. I, I feel like there could be worse, but like... You know what? There's With the right pageantry and presentation, there could yeah. be something there. Yeah. Are you familiar at all with the, uh, the Al Snow gimmick avatar? It was very short-lived in uh, the WWF. So mm. we're talking like 90, mid 90s, yeah. 94, 95. And though I never saw it, I remember reading about it in their magazine mm. where the gimmick with Avatar is Al Snow would come out and, I, with the, and he wasn't wearing the mask. And I forget if that was on, if it was on a mannequin head, maybe that's where head came from. I honestly yeah. don't know. I'm sure somebody on social media will correct us both yeah. on that. <laughs> but it was, he came out not wearing the mask mm. and then put the mask on yeah. to wrestle. And it's like, you know, on, on the surface, I, I kind of, I, I like parts of that. Like, it, it adds a mystique. Does it transform it? I believe in the money's in the question, not the answer. But if the question is, huh? Yeah. Maybe not the question. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not the question that we yeah, want to that I thought that idea was golden, and I was set on it. But, you know, maybe one day I'll bust it out, and anybody who listens to this podcast is going to know why. And it'll be a fun little inside joke. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> Next, uh, next rise show in Berwyn, maybe we'll see Lumberjack Flash versus Kendra Stick. <laughs> I love it. You know what? That, I think that needs to be a dark <laughs> match at some point. We'll we'll give people yeah. the best ninety-seven second match yeah. that can possibly be had. If I show up to rise with a Kendo Stick in November, don't question me. Oh, I, just, I won't. Just let it happen. I mean, who am I going to question? You're, you've got a damn kendo stick. Yeah. Who am, who am I to doubt this? Yeah. So what else was in that book? A.J. Lee Jr., oh God. CM Punk Jr.? That book, I was literally, like, crying laughing. I don't know. I just had, like, the wildest ideas. And uh, I'm going to embarrass myself, but I'm going to say the story because I wrote about it in my notebook. And I just recently also came across it and remembered it. But I was, like, 12, maybe. And I was a very big fan of Velvet Sky and Angelina Love when they were in TNA at the time. Okay. And so I <laughs> I looked up TNA's email and I don't even know where I emailed this or who I emailed it to, but I said in the email, I'm 12 years old and I said, "I have this idea. I think <laughs> it would be cool if the there was a first ever young member of the Beautiful People and they were my mentors and it would be the greatest thing and it would be so cool and a first ever and let me know if you think this idea is cool. And I checked my email every single day for like a year until I realized they were never going to reply to me <laughs> and they never did. And I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> but yeah, I just remember you know that. There's been worse things in wrestling <laughs> than that. Hell, I yeah. booked worse things in wrestling <laughs> than that. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I was really convinced that that was going to happen. I thought, again, I thought it was the greatest idea in the world. I could come out with my kendo stick and, like, their old ugly stick. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought that it was really going to work. You know what? That's that's good stuff. I I feel like now, obviously, I'm a few hundred years older than you are. I remember (laughs) doing similar when I was probably between nine and ten. This was definitely very early on in probably before I had any sort of semblance of maybe this isn't necessarily on the yeah. up and up. <laughs> it was still in that, that age of wonder, mm-hmm. right? Before you think you know any better. 
and I remember uh, pitching a character idea I had for a guy named the Big Kahuna, mm-hmm. which was basically just it was just based off some shirt I wore in like fourth grade <laughs> yeah. that said Big Kahuna, <laughs> but. But you know what? Somebody probably had a job who, yeah. to go through like every single thing. And I think I just sent it to whatever the address was in the back. Uh, in WWF Magazine at the time, there would be things like basically write fan mail or they might ask a question. And the, and I you know, I was too young to realize, okay, maybe some of these are just maybe the deck stacked a little yeah. bit on these. But I, I think I just emailed it to whatever titan tower stanford yeah. connecticut any email i could find i was just like hi listen to my idea i'm 12 years old but like it's fine but yeah i also used to make my own gear i would like cut apart shirts and like sew them re-sew them together and like puffy paint them and think that i was velvet sky and that was that there you go yeah i remember she had like a excuse me i'm vip shirt that she wore to the ring once so i just like cut apart a shirt and puffy painted excuse me i'm vip on it and like i thought i was so cool and i was like hey mom look at this she's like why are you cutting up your shirts like well maybe now (laughs) elena black right now it's the the what sorceress i'm blanking sorceress of sin the sorceress of sin maybe the sorceress of sin uh could join the allure Yes. Find a 12-year-old kid to yeah. email the ROH office. Yeah. <laughs> see if we can get, see if we can weasel you into the yeah. award somehow. Like, hi, guys. You remember me? Please, I hope not. <laughs> you know what would be fun, though? Because you never know. It's I think, and this is something you're probably starting to realize, too, mm-hmm. is when you're young or you haven't been in wrestling, you just, you have no idea what the scale is of yeah. any place. Yeah. And you imagine like everybody has this like with WWE yes giant global corporate structure and certainly layers to the beast mm-hmm. but then you think about okay well what's it like at this company or that company or who am I going to write to like mm-hmm. I wonder sometimes like if a, a kid who's maybe like 12 mm-hmm. maybe is watching Rise yeah. shows yeah who do they think like, like the, the odds that I'm actually going to read that if yeah. they send it a, a DM an email whatever mm-hmm. nearly 100 percent yeah so there a chance like if you someday were to pitch that, you never know, man. If it was an email to yeah. if it was an email to went to I don't know and who would have been in the office at that time, maybe like Jeremy Borash mm-hmm. or Ross Foreman or somebody yeah. <laughs> like that. They may have for, for all you know they forwarded it to Velvet. Like how cute is this? Yeah. You know? Maybe she saw it. Maybe she'll listen to this and be like, I remember that. Maybe to this day she's going, God, if they'd only got that yeah. kid. Maybe she's looking for me right now. Probably. I'm here if you're looking for me. <laughs> that's, I want that's my truth now I don't want to live in a world where that's not true let's just accept this as our truth I'm never gonna like live this down now <laughs> now diving in a little bit to the the witchiness where's that come from is there a part of you that's a little witchy are you generally interested in the witchy like what how does that enter the fray of Elena Black I've always been kind of like this. Like, again, back to my wrestling notebook. I just saw this the other day, but I was writing down, like, gimmick ideas that I wanted. And it said, like, witch slash psychic. And I didn't even remember writing that. But I'm like, okay, like, that's working out pretty well. <laughs> like, I guess I did end up doing that. But, um, no, I don't know. I just have always kind of been, like, people always used to make fun of me and call me, like, the emo girl in school. So that's <laughs> just kind of, like, what I've always been like. And I can't really see myself, like, doing anything else at the moment because it's kind of what I'm into. Well, I guess what, one thing I was kind of wondering and asking that was we've seen things like uh, tarot cards used mm-hmm. in different uh, at different points. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen that much in Rise, but in other places you, mm-hmm. you, that you've been wrestling, I've certainly yeah. seen you using that on entrances or in uh, promos, interviews, yeah. videos, and things that you've done. Um, is that something you've kind of had an interest in for a long time? Yeah, well... Before, right before I started wrestling, I was thinking of gimmicks to do, and I, uh, way before that, I wanted to get into like tarot reading and stuff like that. So I remember one day I just bought a box at Urban Outfitters, and <laughs> where um, where most sorceresses go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I was like, I want to learn this anyways, so I might as well learn it and then use it in wrestling because I think it would be cool. And I didn't really see anybody doing it at the time, and I was like. Well, if I learn this and it's something I'm interested in outside of wrestling, it will be even cooler to use it in wrestling. So I kind of tried to teach myself and just like looking up articles and like practicing and I'm still getting the hang of it. But it is something I like to just do for fun outside of wrestling. And then most recently at uh, the Rising Stars tournament, you you had a little different layer to it. Now, I've 
I think I saw you were recently having little coffins available yes, at the merchandise table. But then you had a a bigger coffin. And by mm-hmm. bigger, I don't mean like, hey, a human body yeah. can fit in there. But you came with what, like a two-foot coffin or so yeah. with a picture of your opponent yeah. in there? Yeah, uh, that was after I got that after my conversation with Jimmy Jacobs because I was like, okay, I have all these this inspiration now. I need to find something that is I think is cool that I could do. And I was like, originally I wanted to find like a – not giant coffin but like one i could like squeeze myself into and like have someone like push me out for an entrance but i was like that'll never that is never gonna work and also like i can't bring that everywhere right so (laughs) yeah i can't just bring that over to minnesota when i go but um (laughs) (laughs) just strap it to the roof yeah um on my tiny little hamster car but (laughs) um just use the hamster car yeah just just you know, yeah. pageantry it up. It would a probably fit, bit. honestly. But um, no, I so I was like, okay, so I can't do that. So let me think of something else. And then so I tried to find like it took me so long to find this because it's either like giant thousand dollar actual coffins or like <laughs> little baby coffins that like they sell at a party store. There was like no in between. And then I finally found like this like custom like wood place on Etsy that like made like a bunch of different things out of wood. And I found they had like that like one and a half foot like wooden coffin. So like I ordered that. And then I had my dad paint it for me because I don't didn't know what to do. I was just going to like spray paint it. And he's like, no, you can't do it like that. So he like <laughs> painted it for me. And then, yeah, I just started using that. And then still rolling from there, just incorporating little ideas into it. And like Jimmy and I said in the episode that we just did last week, and I, I think you listen to that too, and I'm mm-hmm. not trying to blow smoke up your ass, mm-hmm. but we, we both heartily commend you for that. Mm-hmm. Like he, Thank you. I mean, Jimmy Jacobs' career, Jumpin' Jimmy, the Barbaric yeah. Berserker, Huss, 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 mm-hmm. and then kind of after the Barbaric Berserker started to evolve into the, the Jimmy Jacobs that yeah. we, we know today, and, it, and his career did take off, but he went through a lot of pogo, he went through a lot of hussin', yeah. he went through a lot of bullying, yeah. <laughs> and, and eventually kind of found himself. And mm-hmm. Who knows, maybe 10 years from now, the coffin is going to be the Elena Black thing that a new girl starting off is yeah. going <laughs> to shamelessly rip off or yeah. try to spin her own way or anything like that. Or maybe you go, hey, Kev, remember that dumb coffin thing yeah, that I used I, to do? I guess we'll, we'll find out eventually. But it, it's something. And it's yeah. what I like about it is it's something that makes our fans remember you. Mm-hmm. You are the one girl who is out there with a, a cop it, it's something mm-hmm. like it's for jimmy jacobs in those young years for better or worse they remembered the kid with the pogo yeah. stick right yeah and that's what i've been trying to do because i just didn't want to like there's so many things that like more than one person has done or like is there's like multiple of something and i was just trying to find like who knows maybe there is someone who's using cop and i just didn't see it yet but like for as far as like the cards and like putting the picture of someone in the coffin and like stuff like that i haven't really seen anyone do that yet so i was like even this if this sucks it's something that is different so yeah and it's it's something that i i don't think we're in a place where either you or i can say is is this the thing to strap a rocket to and watch it soar is this the thing that maybe another couple of shows but it's I'm also a proponent of sometimes things in wrestling, they may not get over in front of a certain audience. Yeah. Maybe it works in Rise, but it doesn't work in Freelance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You never really yeah. know what's going to stick. Yeah. I'm I mean, also... for God's sakes, look how uh, how wildfire bubbly. Yeah. Right? And it wasn't even a promo. It was, just, it was like a non sequitur. Like, yeah. Oh, make it. And now it's how many t-shirts, gifts, yeah. videos, and everything. Uh, you, I wish you I You never know that. it's going to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I'm also just very impatient. So if like, which is one of my flaws because I've been wrestling for like eight months and I'm like, why is this not working? And (laughs) I'm constantly reminded you're 18, chill out. But (laughs) at all times, I'm just like, I need to find something else or I need to do this or blah, blah, blah. Why is this not working? And why am I, why am I not good yet? (laughs) But You've been in some unique situations (laughs) for, for somebody who's been wrestling less than a year and (laughs) at 18 years old. Yeah. I mean, just, just recounting what you've done in Rise. Now, a lot of people, I think, believe that your Rise debut was in the Legion of Undead Brides. While that is true for your in-ring physically wrestling yeah. debut, you made your Rise debut in the summer of 2018. Yeah, before I started wrestling, like a few months before I started wrestling. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. first time, actually your first time for Rise was actually live twitch special co-promote with impact wrestling. yeah that was yep. crazy what a way to start it off you want to tell the kids what you did 
I was Sue Young's bridesmaid. Yep, you were one of uh, four or five that we had for the Twitch yeah, special. Yeah, there was a few. Um, but yeah, and I stole Chris Wolf's wolf head. Yes. And we did that whole little thing. It was one of the most, honestly, one of the most fun little stories that, yeah, that we've had in Yeah, it was a ton Rise. of fun. All the other bridesmaids couldn't hang out for the Ascent tapings, and yeah. you were there for the long haul all yeah. weekend. Now, was that your first anything wrestling in public that weekend? Yeah, it was. That, yep. That's that's not exactly the slowest pitch. That yeah, I know. <laughs> I was so nervous. I think I slept like two hours the night before. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to mess up like walking or something like that. Like, I'm just going to trip because of course I would. Like, why wouldn't I? But I didn't. So that was good. It ended up being just a fun little full circle thing. So we have yeah. somebody that, I mean, at that point you were essentially nameless, faceless, mm-hmm. undead bride. And yeah. I don't mean that with any malice. Like yeah. that was the job yeah. was to basically be a face in the undead mm-hmm. crowd. Yeah. And you were in fact the one who would steal Tito. Yes. <laughs> you, you made off with the head of Tito. Yeah. And that was very fun. And a, a critical ingredient in the story mm-hmm. of Sue Young versus Chris Wolf. Yeah. And though it, uh, we all certainly would have loved to see Chris Wolf's in-ring career go on, but yeah. we we did have to say farewell to Chris Wolf's and wish her nothing yeah. but the best in all of the, her life beyond the realm yeah. of professional wrestling. But kind of full circle, if anyone ever thought, okay, well, we had the story of Sue and Holly Cromwell mm-hmm. from Ascent, and Kimberly's... Okay, well, she's only half... Well, who's... Why is Elena Black in there? Didn't she just start wrestling? No, Elena Black is the bitch who done stole the wolf head yeah. and started this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I started. I started all the drama. So you were that may have been your first complete pro wrestling story arc. Mm-hmm. Then it you was stole the wolf's head and then you paid the piper, getting superplexed into Brussels sprouts. Yes. How how bad was that? It was bad. The next morning, <laughs> I woke up and I was like, "Why do I feel like I got ran over by a truck?" But that was why. And my first superplex, and I wouldn't have wanted to do it any other way. <laughs> yeah, why not into a pile of fresh produce, yeah. right? In some ways, I wonder. Now, obviously, in that match, the whole thing was a play on meat friends and yeah. then Kimberly being a, a devout vegan yeah. and just sort of how that played yeah. in the the weaponry of Chris using the, the sausage and yeah. Kimber's do, basically doing what most people would associate as a visual of thumbtacks yeah. but with Brussels sprouts. Part of me thinks... The thumbtacks might have been an easier bump. That is my dream bump, a thumbtack bump. You really shouldn't have said that to me. <laughs> you really should not have said that to me. Because, uh, you know, Rosemary's been known to use thumbtacks from time to time. And you've got her and her posse kind of in your sights ahead. I'm. It's, it's all in your hands. I'm not going to say anything. Oh man, uh, why must you that, put violent, that is my dream terrible bump. ideas in my head? <laughs> that is my dream bump, and it was literally like my first like month into wrestling, and I was telling Bryce, I'm like, I want to take a thumbtack bump. Can we do it next month? And he's like, Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first match, I turned heel, then they lit a table on fire, covered it in thumbtacks, yeah. and gave me a top rope super bomb yeah. through it. What'd you do in your second match? Went through a door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been yeah. a it's been a good run. Yes. So. Now, talking about things that are coming up in your sites, you're you're in possibly a unique position. I don't say unique to put over like, oh, this is a rise idea. Mm-hmm. But you now you have your work that you've done with the following yeah. and, and freelance and uh, maybe one other place that at least that I'm aware mm-hmm. of. You've got a new tag team that is starting to yes. bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Yes, which please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love the name. Um, but no, I'm very excited. Uh, I think I met Holly when we first did the the um, Brussels sprout match. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good br- uh, yeah. benchmark for it. The Brussels sprout yeah. match. Um, but no, I'm very excited. She's we're very we get along very well, and we obviously have some similarities. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to do that with her, and then the stuff just with like. Uh, the kind of matches that we can be in together i'm very excited for and i feel like our dynamic will flow very well together but yeah and something that i'm kind of hoping works out for you girls too is you both live in reason in the same general geographic area right now you're both based in the midwest so if we're able to get this tag team off the ground and rise and it's not impossible that you may get a call somewhere else in the midwest or that maybe both of you end up 
in the Indianapolis market where she is or yeah. she's in Chicago. There, There's yeah. potential that maybe it becomes an, another thing that sort of adds to your diversity platter yeah. of things you can do. You can be a tarot reader. You can yeah. be the, the girl with the infant-sized coffin. God, that's morbid yeah. to say those words <laughs> in, those, in that order. I went to a Starbucks drive-thru the other day. with like the. I was on my way to a show, and the coffin was just like in my passenger seat. And I was just like, I wonder what this lady is thinking right now. Just like have like my whole black outfit on i had like my coffin with like the picture i think it was like i think it was the one with sophie king in it and it's just like sitting there like open on the passenger side i'm like please don't look over I'm just like, please don't i can't explain this i often wonder those things when when i'm traveling now um have you had to fly for wrestling yet no i have not all right so when that happens yeah. just know that there's a, a couple things that are just always going to be universal it's going to go one of two ways it's either going to be two seconds yeah. or it's going to be an affair mm-hmm. but traveling with like a championship belt yeah in your backpack it's going to get one of two things or i guess maybe three either the anxiety 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 you're good oh cool and and absolutely nothing yeah or it's going to be the uh like a su- pro wrestling super fan yeah who, what is all oh, this is yeah. so cool can i see the belt can i take a picture They're like as long as i get on my plane sure. yeah or the uh, overzealous TSA agent who has to swab it like, why would you be traveling with these yeah. giant gold plates? Like, I'm the champion of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for when I get to have that experience. But it, I, it's probably coming sooner than you think. Yeah. It's, it's probably coming along. I was at the doctor today and had to get some stuff done and get my Missouri wrestling license. So I needed some stuff for that. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the nurses and they were like asking me about like why I needed this. And I was explaining it to them. And apparently like their sons like watched wrestling. So they all like pulled out their phones and like followed me on Instagram. And like, <laughs> so I just have like five nurses that are following me on Instagram now. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> but we just met the yeah. champion. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to write your name down. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Now, a story I'll share for you, because obviously I, I know this, and uh, I think most people that follow you on social media or know you know that you are a devout fan of CM Punk yes. and AJ Lee, <laughs> both of them. Yes. Uh, so uh, having said champion of the world, there uh, a couple years ago, uh, several people from this area, including Punk and myself, we were all going out for pizza at a local place mm-hmm. in Chicago, not far from where Punk lived at the time, mm-hmm. and there was a wait. It was like, I want to say it was like a 45 to an hour wait. And we knew it would be, it's a popular place. And at the time punk was legitimately the world heavyweight champion on WWE television. So obviously it's a little bit of a dated reference, (laughs) but he was the, the world heavyweight champion of WWE. And and he absolutely wasn't saying this at all to try to be like a, a big time big or he honestly said it in jest and the response made it even better because it's like, Hi, we got a party of, I want to say it was like four or five mm-hmm. people. Party of five, okay, what's the name? We'll just say Harvey. Um, and then, oh, it'll be a 45-minute wait. He said, what if I told you I was the champion of the world? <laughs> and they actually just looked up and went, <laughs> but the, the hilarious thing was he absolutely was yeah. the WWE World yeah. Heavyweight Champion at the time. What if I told you I was a champion of the world? <laughs> yeah, buddy. I love that. That's great. That's that's, <laughs> that's a useless punk story to shoehorn in there. I have that little nugget in my brain. Now, on the topic of super fandom and like yeah. what, what brings you to wrestling, usually I try not to uh, ask the question on podcasts because everybody's been asked yeah. it a thousand times on it's other my first podcasts. Podcast. <laughs> but uh, in terms of what, what kind of drew you to wrestling, what brought you to wrestling? Now, I know th- those two specifically were, yeah. those were like your jam, right? Yeah, those are my favorites. Um, no, I was, I think I was eight and I have a younger brother who's three years younger than me. So he was like five. Um, him and my dad, my dad introduced him to wrestling and they started watching it. And I wasn't super into it at first, but that only lasted like a month. And then they would turn on Raw every week. And I was like, hey, I like this too. And then I saw that there were girls and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And then my dad, one day he was just like, hey, you know, you could do that too. And for some reason, I don't know why it didn't click in my brain that these were like real people. I was like, wait, what? Uh-huh. real people do this like i don't know i thought they were like aliens or something like that i didn't think like those were actual people well it's not like you watch star wars and go oh i'm, g- I'm gonna be on a breathing apparatus yeah. and choke people with my imaginary yeah wizard powers, and i think right? that's what i thought it was i'm like these are real people 
but no i remember like going upstairs to my mom and i'm like dad said i can be a wrestler and she's like yeah okay and then, <laughs> sure jan yeah and then my brother like grew out of it and then like hated it after like a year and then i just stuck with it and then like that was when i was eight i'm 18 now so it's been like 10 years and my dad would just like take me to every single raw that like came and it was like i think it was like three times a year so i dragged him there like three times a year we had to go and um yeah so just went on from there and i think cm punk and edge were my first favorites i mean edge retired shortly after i started wrestling so that um I didn't get to see a lot of him when I first started watching wrestling, but CM Punk was definitely my favorite and still is of all time. You're in this unique, uh, I like the spot that you're in where it's okay, but now everybody's story of how they got into wrestling was different mm-hmm. where your parents actually, or your dad actually introduced you yeah. to pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think my parents are still hoping I'm going to grow out of my yeah. wrestling phase. <laughs> I'm just short of 40. And I, <laughs> I think my mom's just thinking one day I'm magically going to wake up yeah. and go, huh? That was foolish. Yeah. But no. No, they've been super supportive. And my mom would like take me to training when I couldn't even drive. And it was like 45 minutes away from her house. And we would go to like one in the morning and she would just sit there until I was done. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't haven't seen your mom in a while. I I forgot that. Like I used to see her like every Wednesday. I dragged her there every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Well, I remember for a minute, the the first couple times I came to where freelance was at the time for Mm -hmm. training I thought I was being ribbed mm-hmm. now without getting into everybody's real names, but yeah. there were two people with your mom's first name yeah. and then you have the same first name as another notable Chicago yeah. wrestler. Yeah. And it was like everybody I walked up to was either name one or name two. Yeah. Like, okay. What? No. Yeah. Turns out. Nope. It was just high volume of similar yeah. names. <laughs> High volume of similar names. How's your mom doing, though? She's good. She's been going to the shows. I see, I see yeah. her every once in a while. Yeah, she tries to go as many as possible. My brother does, like, travel baseball in the summer. So, ah, gotcha. And he's obviously too young to, like, get himself anywhere. So she'll take him to that stuff. But that's done now. So she tries to come as much as possible. I think she's coming with her um, high school friends to the Rye Show in November. Awesome. Yeah. But, no, she's good. So, yeah, that, that Rye Show in November. It is the tag team debut of which please so yes. that name it's yeah. just hard to say <laughs> i don't even think she knows the name yet i'm gonna have to tell her I'm like <laughs> mom guess my new tag team name but no it'll be fun i'm excited now what what's going through your head here now hopefully i don't psych you out too much and do something uh, <laughs> do something anticlimactic to what i'm trying to do <laughs> so your first tag team match with holly cromwell is which please yes are taking on the former Guardians of Rise tag team champions, Paradise Lost, basically the top antagonist in all of Rise history yeah. throughout its entire existence, the yeah. demon assassin Rosemary on the outside, yeah. Dust, the first Phoenix of Rise, the first Guardians of Rise, and then you've got Raven's Ash. I hate to make this like a pro wrestling interview, but like, what's going through your mind going into this match? I'm, one, very excited, but shortly number two is very nervous and scared and very anxious but um no it should be fun i'm excited to see what comes out of it and what me and holly can come up with for our new tag team and i think like the dynamics between us and them are very well fitting and should be fun and uh melanie cruz was also like my first like female mentor when i first like started training and stuff i met her when i was like 14 15 Mm -hmm. so it's come full circle. I'm very excited. It, yeah, this, this match is not exactly a coincidence. We won't go into too much of the yeah. behind the scenes here, but th- this match is anything but a, a random pairing of two tag teams. Yeah. But it, it it's going to be fun. What happens when you take a, a demon and her her most trusted generals yeah. and put them against two aspiring young witches, young yeah. to the wrestling game, but looking to, to prove themselves? I, I, I think it's a fun on on paper it's a fun match for me and i think it's the kind of match that it's a very good rise match Mm because you've got uh, three people who have certainly been around a pro wrestling ring for a very long Mm -hmm. time dust is coming up on 13 years i think rosemary's oh gosh 13 15 years quite a long time and then melanie's not far behind them if at all and then we've got you and holly have been in and around wrestling similar amounts of time she may have a little bit of an edge on experience yeah. with you. I forget when she exactly she started training mm-hmm. up in the Pacific North Northwest there with, but uh, when Buddy Wayne was still training, but it's 
it's going to be good. We've got yeah. the the seasoned veterans. We've got the young kids, and it's gonna it's gonna be some shit. Yes, I'm very excited. What else are you excited for? What else you got coming up that's exciting? Um, uh, hmm. Let's see. I'm in the first ever all women's scramble at freelance this friday i'm very excited about that oh that's right gosh my calendar is so thrown off in my head this month Mm -hmm. i'm very excited about that who all's in that Um, one no it's you it's me jordan grace or no she's wrestling thunder rosa i believe it's me blair onyx jody threat laney caranoia and there's someone and lumberjack flash <laughs> oh and miss a kate ah gotcha. i believe that's all of them yeah I ha- if I i'm missing one i'm sorry freelance this week i absolutely ha- that's right i have to get to freelance yes. this week specifically for that match the freelance and freelance underground intergender show is the next day Jeez. and i'm wrestling roy gordon i've got a full weekend i completely forgot about mm-hmm. thank you for reminding yeah. me Thank I'm you very for excited about both of those matches. Thank you for getting your plug. Yeah. You should be because that's that that's the six woman scramble. That that's going to be some fun. There's obviously some people that I've worked with very closely, and actually I'm, I'm glad to hear Jody threats in that because mm-hmm. I only got to see her very very briefly in Toronto, and I think she's uh, actually going to be in the seminar coming okay. up here for La Scalera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw her at a freelance show a few months ago, and I was like, I want to wrestle her, so it's coming to happen. Are you doing the seminar at La Escalera or do you have to like work that morning? I'm not sure yet. I'm going to try to not have to work that morning, <laughs> but I just got promoted to shift lead. So Ooh, at, at of course the sorceress of sin uh, workshop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely what it is. Yeah. I'm the first shift witch manager. Yeah. So I have a little more responsibility there now. Oh man. Well, good for you. you Thank you. Look at everything happening. <laughs> it's the, I'm doing things. And, and it's not a coincidence. It, it's the byproduct of, of good old fashioned hard work. Now, the, obviously, and we won't go too far in, but you maintain a, a job outside of mm. the wrestling world. You're also in school right now? No, or? I graduated high school like two years early so I could train. Ah, that, okay. That's right. Yeah. I just remembered you so, still had class and no, work yeah. when I first met so, you. Yeah, I graduated. I stopped going to school freshman year, and then I did. I finished up everything in like a year and a half. So I've been done for like almost two years now. And then I tried the college thing for like a week, and <laughs> then I was like, "This is not going to happen right now." It, Let's. It, well, I took one test. For everybody either, right? I took one test. I got a D on it, and I was like, "I'm not doing this." <laughs> and my parents were very supportive. And I was like, listen, we're about to waste so much money here if I stay doing this because it's just not going to happen. And it's not like I was like in like a motivated headspace for it either. Like, I want to do this because I just didn't. Yeah, I, I had that in college, too, where it was it, it was when was that? I guess it would have been my after my freshman year. I did my one year and then I did like a semester into the sophomore year before I just had to take a break. So it was like I, I just kind of hated it. Yeah. Like I never liked school particularly. I was never, I was, I was never that kid who was like, "Oh, up the teeth." Like I was a well-behaved kid, but I never relished in going to school. Yeah, when, me either. It just wasn't my thing. Yeah, it doesn't have to be your Mm-mm. thing. And like, I go to the gym in the morning, then go to work, then hurry up, go home, try to eat something, and then drive to training because it's an hour away from my house, and then yep. drive back, and then just repeat until like Thursday, and then I'm traveling trying to wrestle on as many shows as possible. So I was like, there's literally no space for this right now. Like my wrestling is going to like suffer from it. If, and I mean, I know there's some people that do it and props to you because I have no idea how I cannot personally do it, but some people make it work and I just can't, (laughs) at least not right now. Maybe one day if I decide I want to go back to school, but that is not in the cards for me right now. (laughs) well played yes well played. <laughs> well done now how many times are you you're actually at the wrestling school you're here anywhere between like two and four times a week usually, yeah i've right? usually been coming uh monday wednesday monday tuesday wednesday i usually don't come thursdays because that's like my only day to get my crap together <laughs> uh, for the rest of the weekend unless i have a show on thursday then i just have no time but thursday i just like to go to the gym meal prep get everything i need to get done and then Friday comes back on it. Friday comes and you're you're on the road. Yep. But but th- that's a good thing because it's it, 
every time I see it, there, there's little things that improve. Are you the greatest wrestler who's ever lived? No, not right now. No. Are you maybe taking <laughs> some not. steps that could see that happen right now? I just, if I could say anything for you to keep doing, it's keep doing that. And it's something that I hope anybody listening out there that maybe currently is a wrestler, one of the most important things I'd like people to take away from Elena is even though she went through training to get to the point where, okay, I'm a wrestler now, I've had a match, still training several times a week, still in a ring. And I know I've seen you before. You're usually pretty darn early to shows, helping with all the setup, all, all the good things a young kid should be doing in the pro wrestling world. But if there's extra time and there's place in the ring or there's somebody who's ready to lay down some knowledge, you're you're just at that sponge point where you're trying yeah, to take in everything. You. So so thank, keep that up. Thank you. Absolutely keep that up. Thank you. Now, for people who want to keep up with you, yes. how do they do that? My Twitter and Instagram are both at Elena Black, E-L-A-Y-N-A-B-L-A-C-K. And then my Facebook is also Elena Black. And I have a YouTube channel. I've only posted a few videos on there. I'm trying to start posting more matches on there. And if I can get over my social awkwardness, I would like to start vlogging because I think it's something cool. And I think it's fun to watch vlogs, wrestling vlogs. So I want to start my own. But... The second I turn the camera on to try to talk to it, it just doesn't happen. If only you knew a guy who helped with stuff like yes. that or had any idea. Of yeah. Good, good luck finding him. Oh, okay. Or <laughs> good luck finding yeah. that person. I'll ask you if you know anyone. Well, thank you for joining yeah. us for your first ever podcast. Yes. Was the pressure on? Did you, did you feel like you got through it? Um, my palms are still sweating, but <laughs> less than earlier. So I think that is progress. Well, it's also like 95 degrees yeah. in the room that we're in right yeah, now. Yeah, but too. I'm also anemic and cold at all times. So this is very nice for me right now. <laughs> but uh, All right. Well, good you on you, kid. Me. Good game. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Play her out, thank Johnny. How fun was that? It was a great talk with one of my kids. One of my kids, Elena Black. You know, I say that a lot, my my kids. I say that a lot about kids who've come through the Rise seminars, but I say that a lot about the kids that I get to work with on a pretty regular basis at Freelance Wrestling Academy here in Chicago. Get asked a lot through the different Rise channels, get asked directly. I, I think almost everybody in wrestling gets asked, hey, how do I get into this? How do I start training? Well, Rise does not have a wrestling school, but we wholeheartedly endorse and we are involved as much as we can be in the Freelance Wrestling Academy. The beginner's classes at Freelance Wrestling Academy are handled by Isaias Velazquez. The advanced training classes are handled by Bryce Benjamin, a.k.a. Jesus Bryce. And I'd recommend Freelance to a lot of different levels. If, if you're looking at just starting your pro wrestling training, give it a try. They can get you started off the ground and get you going and get you started in pro wrestling on your journey. Maybe you just relocated to Chicago and you're looking to stay active, like Elena Black said during this interview, of just continuing to train, continuing to get better. It's a great place for that. Maybe you have trained someplace else and maybe you're looking for a different perspective and that could come for a number of reasons. There's a lot of reasons people may either need to start a wrestling school or maybe start at a new wrestling school. Whatever your reasons are, if you're looking for a place to train in the greater Chicago area, well, it's right in the city of Chicago at Pro Wrestling Tees. Email freelancewrestling at gmail.com. Tell them Rise sent you. In terms of other learning, of course, we have our world-class development seminars. Our next one's coming up November 1st before La Escalera and Early to Rise a Berwyn Adventure. That's a Lucha Libre seminar with Conan and Taya Valkyrie. It is damn near sold out, though. Get over to rise-wrestling.com slash seminar ASAP because I think we're three away from sold out for that one. Get there fast. And of course, Always keep your eyes to rise-wrestling.com slash seminar. That's where we're going to have any world-class development seminars that we have in the pipe. That's where you're going to find them. Of course, we always have our online training available. That's available basically around the calendar, around the clock. Rise-wrestling.com slash rise-edu. Right now, it is the private one-on-one -on -one sessions that are on there. And this is how we handle things that aren't physical training in the ring. Maybe you want to have somebody from Rise review your matches, give you some feedback on matches that you've had recently. Maybe you want to work on verbal skills. Maybe you want to work on promos, interviews. Maybe you want to work on commentary and play-by-play. -play. These are just a few of the things that we can do through Rise EDU. So go to rise-wrestling.com slash rise edu. And if you have a question or you have something that you want to see, can we get training in that, fill out that form. There's no commitment. Basically, all the form does is it sends me an email, and I can get back to you if you have any questions, or we can get you signed up at a time that's going to work for you. Great part about Rise EDU, we don't need a ring. We don't even have to be in the same place. We have online interactive classrooms, 
lot of different things that that can involve and a lot of different ways that we can help you wherever you are in the world. <laughs> in terms of events, the next one, we already talked about it a little bit in the front of the interview. You know, I hate to use grandiose terms like legendary was sort of the WrestleMania of Rise. Well, I'll tell you guys, if legendary we're going to say is the WrestleMania, then La Escalera is a good solid SummerSlam because this iPay-Per-View was stacked. Phoenix of Rise Championship on the line. Guardians of Rise Championship on the line. We have La Escalera El Campeonato where the winner's going to get that guaranteed shot at the Phoenix of Rise at Legendary 2020. We've got longtime grudge matches. Over two years in the making, we have Legends matches. There's a whole lot going on. Keep up to date with this event. Get your tickets to La Escalera. RiseDTWA.TicketLeap.com To keep up on everything that's going on with Rise, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RiseDTWA. To keep up with this podcast, subscribe to those feeds on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Thank you to Elena Black for joining us for a fun interview. Thank you to everybody who supports through Pro Wrestling Tees and a subscription through RiseAscent.com. And thank you for listening to this episode of Talent on the Rise. (laughs) 